Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, I am so glad that you're joining me for today's episode. We are joined again by Dr. Todd Cooney, and today we're going to be talking a lot about brain and spinal cord injuries and how these injuries can lead to paralysis and other um, really debilitating injuries. And he's going to be talking about how um, these can be treated alternatively. So welcome, Dr. Todd. I am so glad you're joining me again today. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So I know for all the years that you've become, that you've been a, a veterinarian, you have experienced quite a few of the, you know, spinal cord back injury clients, and sometimes they end up in paralysis. There's other things that can happen, and I wanted to maybe if you could touch on some of the most common ones that you see. Well, sure. Um, yes, it is a pretty common thing in practice and um you know since we're focused more on small animals we'll 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 focus on that mainly but all sorts of animals including humans you know have trouble with this um so yeah and it's always a well well usually it's a pretty scary thing because if it happens um a lot of times it happens suddenly you know it's not a gradual thing It, it tends to happen suddenly with trauma or some other cause, but the animal goes from being pretty normal to being way abnormal in a short time frame with a lot of weakness or paralysis or some kind of dysfunction. You know, they just, they just really have trouble. And it's usually, yeah, it's usually obvious. Just to kind of speak about my own experience, um, just recently in the last couple of weeks, um, one of my dogs experienced, um, a back injury and it was absolutely horrible. He was in so much pain. He was screaming, um, and he could not move his back legs at all. Um, and it really scared me because I thought, oh my gosh, he's going to be paralyzed, you know, forever. And of course, you know, we rushed him to the emergency bed and everything and, you know, in a panic. I mean, he was, he was struggling. It was that screaming that you get when, let's say you, you know, hit their tail in the door, you know, they're, right. you know, you close the door and their tails in it or something, you know, just that screaming every time he moved. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is, you know, he's got to be so miserable. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. They go from fine to something mm-hmm. happened and now it's it's all hands on board mm-hmm. yeah it can be pretty scary i've we had uh trouble with our own uh dachshund a few years ago and he's he's fine now he's about 15 but when he was about eight or nine he had a ruptured disc in his back and suddenly mm-hmm. got um well he got really weak and then he got paralyzed his back legs were totally paralyzed and it took him about six or seven weeks, I think, to fully recover. But we just wow. we treated him with um, 
treat him with mostly homeopathy, but he did have a little bit of conventional treatment too, not much. Mainly um, mm-hmm. like tranquilizers to calm him down and relax him a little bit because he was so anxious. So he could sleep at sure. night because he was just restless. And not so much painful, but just anxious because he couldn't use his legs very well. And and that causes mm-hmm. most dogs a lot of anxiety when they when they they know they know yeah. they're not normal, you know, whether they're painful or not. Of course. Yeah, pain just adds to it. You know, pain just makes it worse. So mm-hmm. yeah. But um he uh, he didn't really have much pain and some dogs don't. It depends on the type of problem, you know, I think the location hmm. of it. But so but yeah, I've had ruptured discs in my neck and it was pretty painful. So I I, I, I can sympathize a little bit with these dogs. Um Yeah, so so the the ruptured ruptured discs um, that's a very common one. Mm-hmm. Um, what other ones do you see, you know, related to spinal cord and, and back um, or even brain? Yeah, well, the, probably the most common one in older dogs is just the, the chronic, the slow chronic changes that happen with arthritis in their in their back. And they get, mm, they get a yeah. lot of compression on the spinal cord and on the nerves and they slowly lose, they slowly lose function. You know, they don't, it's not drastic usually. It's more of a slow mm-hmm. downhill slide with weakness. Uh, weakness, sometimes pain, but usually just weakness. A lot of these dogs will get kind of wobbly in the rear end, and they have trouble squatting and sitting and um, trouble getting up, trouble positioning themselves to go to the bathroom, things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even leakage, you know, they'll have bowel and bladder control trouble. Mm-hmm. So that can go with it too. And so, and these are things that, you know, homeopathy can help with a lot of times. So. Do you see that there is an underlying cause of what may bring about some of these, you know, diseases or injuries? Um, well, I think some of it is just, um, you know, some of it can be inherited and some of it's breed related. You know, dachshunds are famous for having ruptured discs, but any dog can have a ruptured disc, but they're, they're more known for it. And um, mm-hmm. some of the smaller breeds tend to have disc problems in their neck, like chihuahuas and miniature poodles and smaller breeds. They can have that. The bigger breeds tend to have the spinal cord degeneration, like German shepherds, especially those. Uh, Dobermans, some of those dogs. So okay. some of it's breed related. Um, I, as I think with everything else, you know, a lot of it's probably vaccine related. So dogs that don't get very many vaccines probably have less trouble because they tend to have a healthier. Mm-hmm. They just tend to have a healthier immune system, and so they, they don't tend to have these type of degenerative problems. But injuries, you know, exactly. injuries can happen to any dog. So. You know, if your dog gets hit by a car or kicked by a horse or something, they can have spinal cord or brain injuries from those. Sure. Yeah. Or the dachshund that jumps off the bed. Dog jumps off the bed. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Dachshund Mm -hmm. that jumps off the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we try not to let our 15-year-old dachshund jump down. And he knows now that he shouldn't. So he'll look at us if he wants to get down. He'll he'll look and... For his little... 
elevator yeah, down. Yeah, for us to sit him down, or we have a little set of steps that he can use. But um, so yeah, it's good to protect him from those kind of injuries as much as you can. So yeah, but mm-hmm. so when you think about some of these, is there anything specific to to the brain um, when it comes to some of these injuries? Um, well, specific to the brain, like with head injuries, uh, mm-hmm. well, it, you know, usually if we know there's, sometimes we don't know what happened, you know, and sometimes people just find their animal mm-hmm. in a certain condition. They don't know what happened, but if we suspect there's been head trauma or brain injury, you know, sometimes you'll see some little clues, little marks, little cuts and marks in the skin, bruises, bloodshot eyes, and just their their mental status usually will be altered. You know, they might not be all there. <laughs> the pupils yeah. might be mismatched and things like that, like you'd see in a concussion for the person. So, um, you know, usually the first thing I'm going to think of is arnica, of course, and uh, give arnica mm-hmm. high potency and repeat it pretty frequently at first and just watch and wait and see what happens. If If we think there's actual brain swelling, you know, from the injury, um, apis is a good remedy to choose because it, it relates to that swelling and that you know, damage to the covering around the brain, the meninges. And so apis, apis works really well. And usually I'll think of that if they, if there's a lot of, um, like they're almost stuporous or they're doing a lot of just senseless vocalizing, crying out and they're, they're not all there, you know, the arnica dog is is going to be more alert and more with it mentally, but you can tell they're painful. You know, you can tell they have. Sure. Yeah. So, and and there's nothing wrong with giving both. You know, you can give one and give the other one ten or fifteen minutes later and alternate like that when you're in an acute mm-hmm. situation. So that's a good first aid thing to try. Um, yeah. What have you seen, and I know you have practiced conventional medicine for years before uh-huh. um, specializing in homeopathy, but what would you say is conventional medicine's answer to some of these injuries? Um, almost always steroids, you know, if there's any kind of mm-hmm. nervous nervous injury, nervous tissue injury, brain or spinal cord, steroids, because it's, it's going to help uh, protect you know, cut down inflammation, which is happening as a result of the damage. Inflammation comes in, and inflammation can make the symptoms worse. And the bad thing, though, is the steroids will block the healing too. You know, they'll they're mm. they're totally anti-inflammatory, and inflammation helps heal. So you're you're blocking the healing, and so it can slow down healing progress. And what a good point, and something that you're not going to know um, or hear from the conventional medicine world. Yeah. And it's something I never thought about because I thought, you know, well, I have to give steroids. What else can I give? There's nothing else. And on the convention side, there really isn't, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, they'll give pain medicine, you know, um, pain relief of some sort, maybe an opiate type medicine or um, you can't really use non-steroidal medicines along with steroids because you'll really tear up things in a hurry, like the stomach and the kidneys. And so you have to be sure. real careful with that. Or I used to have to be real careful with that. I'm not worried about it mm-hmm. anymore. But 
Yeah. Um, which is a nice thing about homeopathy. You know, you can you can use real high potencies frequently. You don't have to worry about hurting the animal. So, and it, it will either help or it won't. You won't really do any damage. So you find that they either prescribe steroids or maybe an insect. Right. Yeah. With pain yeah, meds? most of the time. It will be a combination of those things. And um, like things like gabapentin. Gabapentin is real popular right now. They like to use that a lot. Tramadol um, combined with other types of things. And it really depends on the individual doing the treating. I know I have a, an acquaintance here in town where I practice. He likes to use morphine. And it's kind of an old school treatment yeah. but he uses morphine injectable morphine quite a bit and that's kind of his go-to for pain relief for dogs and it it's effective you know but it's it's going to sure. put them into a, a a state where you can't really evaluate things too well um it's hard to tell how they're doing if you knock them out <laughs> so no kidding um but sometimes, you know, to, to really give them relief from pain, you have to do something potent like that. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll use something that's more along the lines of an opiate, opioid-type uh, tranquilizer, but not really morphine. And it's, it's a lot safer, you know, in my opinion. So, But even that, we don't have to resort to that very often because usually, usually arnica at a high potency is pretty amazing, you know, when you use it like... Mm-hmm. 50 m or or 100 m which is cm that's that's a really good potency um that's our that's our default potency now we give after surgeries so when they're waking up from surgery oh, wow. we give arnica cm and a lot of times one dose is all they need and we just let them wake up go home we don't even have wow. to send any, that's amazing yeah we don't even have to send anything home with them so seems to last well, and what what we found is when we took him to the emergency mm-hmm. room, they gave him an, in, I mean, he was in such bad shape. He actually um, bit yeah. one of our feet oh, yeah. um, and he's never turned on us ever, mm-hmm. um, which tells me he was just absolutely in oh, pain. Yeah. He peed and pooped. He was screaming out. I mean, it was just, it was awful. And they injected him with... Um, Pretty potent painkiller, yeah. but I'll have to be honest, I could barely see him breathing. Oh, like yeah. he went from heavy, heavy panting, like in a panicked state, to I kept putting my hand in front of his yeah. nose because I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't even really tell out. if he was breathing. Yeah. It was very scary. Yeah. I mean, I was glad he was not hurting. Yeah. That was the part that was relief. Yeah, gave him relief. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It can be it can be scary. It can really calm and slow things way down a lot of times. And that, and that can be one of the drawbacks because it really depresses the respiration and sometimes the heartbeat, blood mm-hmm. pressure, and everything goes way down. So yeah, but, yeah. They and and the other thing that's you know um, true with you know, nervous, nervous tissue injury, whether it's the brain or spinal cord or nerves is a lot of times you're just doing things while you're waiting for the healing to happen because the body, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the body has to heal just about everything anyway, but with nervous tissue, especially it has to heal and it takes time. It's not very fast. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, brain brain injury is a is a good example. And you see that a lot in dogs with seizures. You know, this is um, in a way it's type of a focal brain injury, and um, and the hmm. brain can heal and reroute the circuits around that injured area, and the seizures can can stop eventually. And that can happen without you know, seizure medication. So, but, you know, same with uh, spinal cord injuries and things like that, ruptured disc. Usually you have a window of time, you know, where you're, mm-hmm. especially if you have an animal that is really seriously in bad shape, um, like totally paralyzed. You, you have a pretty short window when you have to decide if you're going to try to treat this or if it needs surgery, you know, and that's something mm-hmm. usually you have to decide pretty quick within 48 hours or 72 hours, usually what they say. And yeah. So you don't have a whole lot of time. And usually we talk about that, that small window where we're going to kind of wait and see if things are going to improve. And yeah, yeah. if they aren't, then, you know, we can wait longer, but a lot of times if you haven't seen improvement in that amount of time, you, you may not. And like like with our dachshund I mentioned, he he had little hints of improvement, but he was still pretty paralyzed for quite a while. But he slowly was getting a little better. You know, each day or two, we could tell mm-hmm. he was a little better. So he was going the right direction, and we just opted not to go have surgery done because the, the back surgeries are pretty traumatic and um, not, not a great success rate, you know, with most of them for the amount of trauma that it puts the dog through so right well and we we did have them we did opt to have some x-rays done because we didn't know what the status of it Mm -hmm. was and there wasn't anything that was broken but there was a little gap Mm -hmm. in one particular area of the vertebrae and they said most likely that's where the weakness Mm -hmm. was and so um basically they just said rest yeah keep his pain under control and, yeah. you know, eventually. And so it took about a week and next thing, you know, he's walk. he, he was pulling himself one yeah. day and the next day he walks through the kitchen yeah. and I went, Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> he's walking, you know, yes. but it was hard keeping him down, especially when he started feeling it's, better. It's really hard. Yeah. And that is the hardest thing, especially with younger dogs because they want to be active and lots a lot of oh, times yeah. you just have to do the equivalent of bed rest, you know, which is cage rest most of the mm-hmm. time with your dog because you can't make yeah. them stay in their bed. But, so Exactly. And he is a yeah. younger dog, and he's so used to running out with the pack. I think that's how he injured himself. Yeah. I think he slipped and yeah. when he ran out the door because there's always this commotion when everybody <laughs> runs out and of excitement, you know. And um, so, yeah, so I think he did that, and that's what – kind of you know happened um but um i wanted to maybe because i know you talked a little bit about arnica you know like right when it happens and that sort of thing are there any what else have you found that works well for these type of injuries maybe maybe even like the next day um yeah usually um the other remedy that is really helpful is is hypericum and hypericum is great Mm -hmm. for any kind of nerve injury or nerve pain, you know, it's especially good for pain on the tips 
like tips of the fingers and in the mouth. So uh, tooth extractions, um, injuries to the toes, the digits, really good for those. If you ever accidentally hit your finger with a hammer, <laughs> Hypericum is is great mm. for that. And <laughs> if you if you can stop cursing long enough, go find your Hypericum. You know, which is usually <laughs> my problem, but. Um, but it's it's really yeah. used a lot for spinal damage too, and I've had I've had a few cases, um, like one in particular I can remember. There was a woman who was in a car accident with her dog in the car with her. The dog got thrown from mm. the back seat to the front and smashed against the windshield, and uh, the dog was Goodness. pretty much paralyzed. You know, he he like oh. couldn't move. He couldn't move his back legs at all, and he could move his front legs just a little bit. But he wasn't real painful. He just was weak, you know. And he, so we gave him arnica, and then we we started him on hypericum. Um, he got arnica like once or twice a day, and he got hypericum three or four times a day. And I think we I think mm-hmm. we used ten m one m or ten m kind of a higher potency. And you know, within and nothing was broken. You know, we X-rayed, nothing was fractured. He just had spinal cord trauma and bruising, I think. But but within like a couple of weeks, he was pretty much back to normal. You know, he he slowly wow. regained his, um, you know, use of his legs, and she could see a little improvement. And she she didn't get injured as bad as he did. Of course, she had a seatbelt on, and her airbag went off. But he, he right. He, I was going to say, hopefully, she yeah, buckles him up. He wasn't now. restrained, but yeah, I think I think she got a little harness for him, and now he's he's more restrained. But but that was um, you know, that was. To me, that was a pretty impressive um, turnaround for him, just with using those mm-hmm. two remedies. So, um, and there are other remedies that are um, pretty famous. Um, Thuya actually is is pretty good for spinal injuries if there's not much pain involved. And I thought about Thuya for him, but I mm. I just used Hypericum, and we saw pretty good improvement right away. So it might have switched if we weren't seeing much. Um, changed, but he he started changing pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah. Um, the other one that people think of a lot with um, paralysis is conium. You know, conium is a really good uh, remedy for paralysis, and it can be from injury or or just from weakness. You know, uh, spinal cord weakness from degenerative type problems with the spinal cord. So a lot of older dogs are starting to get weak in the back end. Uh, conium can sometimes help help with that. So it doesn't have to be from an injury. It can just be from old age, you know. And yeah. Yeah. So that's. That's that's a good one. I hadn't thought about yeah, that one. Conium. Uh, I did give, I give, did give my dog um, quite a bit of hypericum. Yeah. And I could tell that he was responding very well to yeah. that. Yeah, that's the one I use mostly for our, our dachshund bow. He got a lot of hypericum over that time. And, mm-hmm. you know, we we um, started out, I think, with like a 200C and worked our way up to 10M eventually. And um, because uh, they they will stop responding if you're using the same potency. Sometimes the response will um, hmm. will slow down or not be as obvious. So going up in potency, a lot of times we'll get things going again. Uh, and that can even be, um, it can be as easy as keeping it in solution and just shaking it before each dose, and that will raise the potency a little bit mm-hmm. each time. 
which is one of the magical parts of homeopathy. <laughs> but, I know. Uh, it, but it yes, really does. That is, you know, that is pretty cool. It raises it, mm -hmm. maybe not in a measurable way, but it, it raises it just a little. So the body sees it as a higher right. Yeah. You know. So. Well, and that, yeah, so those are some super good things to have on hand, especially, and I know a lot of people, you know, you don't plan for these things to happen. So it's hard to think, oh, my dog's never had any back problems, you know, yeah. but my goodness, it is very scary yeah. when it happens. Yeah. So it is good to have that Arnica on hand, the Hypericum, the Thuya, mm -hmm. Conium, all mm -hmm. that yeah, um, absolutely. would be good to have in an emergency yeah. kit. Yeah, the the A remedies, the, the remedies that start with A tend to be good first A remedies, Arnica, Aconite, Apis, <laughs> those are, those are oh, yeah. good first aid things a lot of times. That's a good way and, to, yeah, to remember. Yes. And the bees, you know, Belladonna and the bee. And then, um, mm -hmm. but the, yeah, Hypericum is one I definitely would keep in mind for, mm -hmm. um, you know, for any kind of injury that you think is involving the back or the, the nerves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at what point do you do you determine whether we have temporary paralysis or permanent paralysis? Well, it, it's usually, I mean, usually um, you might have to have a veterinarian help sort that out. But, you know, one of the things that you know, vets will do is check the reflexes, like check the reflexes in the legs, especially the back legs, because a lot of... Mm -hmm. Paralysis will only involve the back legs. So if the front legs seem to be fine, but the back legs are weak, um, you can you can test just by um, you know. Be careful if you do this. Don't don't want anybody to get bit. But you can um, just hold the paw gently, squeeze the paw, and if they pull back from you, that's a good sign. If they don't, um, select one toe and squeeze that toe by itself. And you can squeeze pretty hard. Sometimes you have to pinch really hard to um, mm. trigger that. It's called a deep re deep pain reflex, and the, and the deep pain reflex is the last one to go. So if they if they've lost that deep pain reflex, it's a pretty bad sign that there's pretty serious mm. spinal cord injury. But if you pinch the toe and they pull the foot back, even if it's a real slow response, that's still a, a good sign that the spinal cord is intact. And hasn't been totally, okay. um, you know, damaged. And that's, mm -hmm. yeah, I had a neurologist tell me that was the first thing he would do sometimes, get his little pinching hemostats in there and start pinching toenails and just pinch the toenail at the base, which is, and that's that's pretty a serious pinch if you do that, so be careful if you're going to do that. No kidding, yeah. yeah. And you don't want to do it on a dog that, you know, has intact reflex because, you know, they they won't like that very much. Yeah, unless you maybe have we, a muscle We all know how dogs like having their toenails messed with anyway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, muzzle, their yeah favorite. Yes. wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Because. It, it, wow. So that's a little scary, like if they don't respond. Yeah. And I know I wanted to get your opinion, too, on what has your experience been like with some of these dogs? You know, do you also um, pair it with chiropractic work or massage or oh, any of those yeah. kind of, um, alternative. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a real good point. Treatments. Yeah. That's a good point. If, and I think, and I'm, I'm not always real good at evaluating whether it would be a good chiropractic 
case or not, but I have a I have a friend who works in our area and she's a chiropractic massage person and she's really good. So a lot of times we will mm-hmm. call her or give the people her number and she she makes house calls a lot of times and she'll go evaluate the dog or sometimes she'll come to our clinic and evaluate the dog and see if there's anything that can be done from her side. And I've seen her do miraculous things, you know, just with quick adjustments and have dogs up and moving around much better than they were. And and acupuncture, acupuncture can do similar um, good things too. And I'm not trained in acupuncture, but I have, I have had it done on myself and had benefits of it. And so that, that's not a bad option either for these kind of things. Um, homeopathy is nice. Do you yeah. find it that it's okay to mix homeopathy and acupuncture? Well, it's okay as far as being safe. And um, it's just that acupuncture okay. sometimes will overpower homeopathy. So if you're using both together, a lot of mm-hmm. times the acupuncture will have a dominant um, effect. The remedies might get okay. get blocked. But there's no harm in doing that. Um, you're just, you're just mm-hmm. not going to see much response to the remedy usually. And you can always have okay. uh, one done and then go back to homeopathy too and sure. maybe uh, prolong the good effects from the acupuncture. So, yeah, yeah, yeah they, can, they can work together. And we've sometimes combined drugs in homeopathy and it can be done along with conventional medicine. Conventional drugs a lot of times will do the same thing, though they'll overpower the remedy. But but hmm. you won't cause any harm. You know, you're not going to overdose a dog by, sure. by doing both things. So so it's never never a bad thing to try homeopathy. It's just that in some situations it may not work as well, you know, in the face of other right. things. So if someone has a, that's listening out there and they have, you know, a dog or, you know, a friend's dog, family's dog, um, that is suffering from back pain, possibly paralysis, or even that, you know, back end mm-hmm. weakness, what would you suggest that they, you know, what would be some of the first steps that, that they could do? Um, well, if they just want to try, you know, um, things that are, you know, easy to, easy to find over the counter, you know, these available over the counter, which is another nice thing about it. Um, you know, arnica is a good place to start, especially if the dog seems really painful. If it seems more like just weakness, I would I would probably try Nexvomica. And um, Nexvomica, surprisingly, is a really good uh, remedy for back leg weakness. And it, it has that symptom. And it's one that we forget about a lot of times, you know, with Nexvomica, we think of, we think of it more of a GI issues there. I do. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, if you have a, an older dog that has weakness combined with uh, irritability, you know, usually the dogs will be more irritable than normal. And that's a pretty good sign that Nexonica might help them. And um, and it's it's one of those remedies that's nice to give because a lot of times it will help clear out any bad effects from other things like drugs and chemicals and things they've been exposed to, which could be you know, building up in their system and causing some of their symptoms. And so it helps them do a detox in a lot of ways. So, so we'll, we'll do, That's we'll great. use Nuxonica early on sometimes if we have a dog like that. And I suspect, you know, 
maybe it's a dog that's had a lot of chemical food treatments and, you know, they treat the yard and they oh, live yeah. next to a cornfield or, you know, something like that. So, um, mm-hmm. we might do some exonic at first and sprinkle in a few doses of Arnica for pain relief, but usually nuts will get in very good pain relief too, though, if, if it's the right remedy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so the next vomica could be good for the back leg weakness. And then we talked a little bit about, um, for those dogs that maybe have a fresh back injury, the Arnica, um, you know, to give right away. And then maybe the Hypericum, Mm -hmm. um, to help with the nerve Mm -hmm. pain. Um, and maybe even conium for paralysis and spinal cord Mm -hmm. weakness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Those are really good tips because again, you know, a lot of people, and the thing that a lot of people also, you know, and I always try to encourage people to have a kit, you know, have things available um, because even if you are going to the ER, you can start dosing these things on the way. Absolutely. Or even while you're there waiting, you know. Absolutely. And even if, you know, your dog, you know, is going to need surgery, say they're going for back surgery, you can, you can give those remedies ahead of time and give them afterwards and it's really going to help the healing response so right yeah yeah yeah. a lot of good stuff there Mm -hmm. absolutely well can you think of anything else that maybe we didn't cover that is related to helping people with these type of injuries um um, that may be listening the um no not really um the only um I guess we could mention real quick because it kind of falls into nervous system is the the stroke. We call it the stroke syndrome. You know, the older dog that mm. has um, stroke or, or some people call it the CVA or cardiovascular accident. Um, but it's real common in older dogs. We see it quite a bit, sometimes in a few cats, but usually in dogs. And, and a lot of times it'll just present in an obvious way. And the person bringing the dog in a lot of times says, you know, I think he had a stroke or I think she had a stroke. And Mm. they're usually right. (laughs) And there's no real lab test. There's no x-ray or blood work changes or anything that are going to help you identify that. So it's just based on the the symptoms. And um, most dogs will do surprisingly well um, with either Arnica or Belladonna after that. And... um, I tend to use Belladonna if there's a little more um, imbalance, like the dog is, you know, walking like a drunk sailor, or like they uh, they don't know which way is up, you know, or the head's tilted and that type of thing, because it, it depends on. Yeah, because that would, that could also be vestibular. Yeah, it could be vestibular, like an inner ear. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to sort that out, but it, it, it sure. all tends to get lumped into the stroke syndrome. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the older, the older group of dogs usually are more prone to it, middle age and on mm-hmm. up, you know, but usually the older ones, like 10 or 12 and beyond. So that's, you know, that's another thing that's, it's nice to have those, those remedies. You would already have Arnica on hand, hopefully, and, and, and Belladonna yeah. can help too. So, and a lot, of, a lot of those dogs will make a full recovery, you know, they make. They may, uh, I had a friend of mine uh, a couple of years ago, they had an older German short hair pointer, a real sweet dog. And all of a sudden she just, you know, flared up with this. 
And she was so bad, mm. she couldn't stand up. You know, she would just lay there and try to stand up and fall down. And um, mm. she she went on for a few days before she started improving, but she finally did. And then she got almost 100% back to normal. She had a little bit of a deficit, but she could still go out and chase squirrels and run around the yard. And was you know, wow, happy fantastic. again. But they, they were almost at the point at first of just putting her down. You know, and they, so... We just, wow. we talked about it and I convinced him, well, let's just, let's wait till tomorrow. <laughs> let's, let's treat her and yeah, see how she is tomorrow. Yeah, that's awesome. she wasn't in pain, you know, and that was a big factor. She wasn't painful because I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a lot of tolerance for pain that we can't control in, in dogs. So, yeah, but she wasn't in pain. So, yeah, we did it. And uh, I think Belladonna was the main remedy that helped her. Um, hmm. that's yeah. great. So, but yeah, so, so that doesn't have to be, it's a scary thing when it happens. It's kind of like when someone's dog, you know, um, suddenly gets paralyzed, it, it comes on quickly and mm-hmm. it can be pretty scary and stressful, but absolutely but often not the end of the world. <laughs> so. Yeah. Again, Arnica, yeah. you know, Arnica, it, it just comes up so often yeah. And yeah. can be used in so many situations. Oh, yeah. So that's definitely one to have. Yeah. And Belladonna, another really good one. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of um, I take it a lot myself, actually. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I just finished writing a piece for uh, Homeopathy Today about senior dogs. And one of the things I came across was just Arnica being a good overall support for the nervous system and cardiovascular system in older dogs, you know, it just helps support them in those two major areas. And, you know, and if your heart and circulation are working well and your nervous system's working well, um, that's going to have a big, it's going to have a big positive impact on oh, everything yeah. else. So, yeah. So a lot of these older dogs, yeah, that's we great. think of Arnica for, you know, the active dog with the sports injury and things like that, but it can help these older dogs mm-hmm. quite a bit too. So just in helping that's great. That's things. another good thing to yeah. note. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it can help prevent some of these things from becoming mm-hmm. a crisis. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so I would say, you know, not to be afraid to use it occasionally, just if something seems off and they seem a little uncomfortable or they just seem like they need a, a pick me up, you know, maybe Arnica is the thing that would yeah. do that. Good. That's yeah. good. Very yeah. good. And we know a lot of dogs, they need mm-hmm. that. You know, they, they get old, they get mm-hmm. tired, they get, you know, they just look kind of, yeah. oh, you know, I don't want to get yeah. up, like, you know. So, yeah, yeah that's great. That's Life good. is wearing them down. Well, um, this has been so wonderful, so much great information in here. And um, unfortunately, you know, there's too many dogs to name that we've, you know, seen with these injuries. And so now hopefully some people you know, can stock their little emergency kit with some of these remedies and have them on hand so that even if they do have to go to the ER or if they have conventional medicine, they can also um, use some of these as well to help the the long-term healing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it really, it really gives you some nice options to have on hand, you know, other than just, you know, baby aspirin or whatever you might have. (laughs) uh, Exactly. So, yeah, it gives them a lot more flexibility for treating these things. Yeah, very mm-hmm. good. 
Well, thank you so much for this, you know, for taking the time to go through this and for sharing Mm -hmm. some of your um, experience and, you know, some of the cases that you cited and, um, you know, just some of the the top remedies to have. I think this has been super, super helpful. So thank you, as always, for a wealth of knowledge. All right. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.